You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Future Tech Health Podcast. My guest is Masha Kuzmenko. She's the co-founder of Silicon Valley Wellness. So, Masha, thanks for coming. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here on your podcast. Yeah. Well, tell me, what inspired you to, to create this company? Uh, yes. So, this company is really near and dear to my heart, and it all started out with my journey, uh, my life story. Uh, we moved here with my family from Israel and before that, Kazakhstan. And we were never um, sure how that you could become ill at a young age. And I'm speaking of my mother's age. She was 50 years old. So we didn't believe in regular checkups and going to the doctor. Um, we just thought that health comes naturally. So as an immigrant, I, I strive to go to the best school and get the best education to work hard. And I graduated from Berkeley and went to on to an investment job. Then all of a sudden, and my mother got sick and we discovered that she had stage four cervical cancer at age 50. Right. Yes. So this came as a shock. We're like, what? How is this possible? So of course, like any... Um, American family, we went to, through the Western approach of healing, you know, the chemotherapy and um, malpractice happened during uh, one of the visits. So we decided to try the holistic approach, the, the Eastern medicines. So my sister and I dove deep into understanding the body and how to heal it. So we started juicing and cleansing through different things like coffee enemas to get rid of the toxins in the body. But unfortunately, it was too late for my mom. And um, she passed away right. six months after being diagnosed. Um, oh. Yeah, so it was it was quick. But that's when we really just began to understand that everything begins in the mind, which creates the emotions and feelings that we store in the body. Um, yeah, if you didn't know, we all get cancer cells in our body seven to ten times in our lifetime which is simply mutated cells. But if we're holding on to any tension in the body, any emotional pain, any trauma, whether it's conscious or subconscious, uh, these mutated cells um, 
just flow through the body if we're not holding on to any tension. But if we did experience traumas, especially as children, which most of us have, and we're holding on to it without proper healing, this energy, um, this trauma might get stuck in the body, which can later manifest as a sickness, or you can inflict pain onto others. So that's how we started Silicon Valley Wellness. Uh, we basically wanted to educate the community about this information uh, to pr- help others prevent um, big illnesses and suffering. Uh, so, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. After my mother passed, uh, my sister and I embarked on a world journey, starting our studies in India, you know, the epicenter of enlightenment and meditation, studying with many uh, gurus and teachers to that led us to a deeper understanding of how the mind works and how the mind really uh, inflicts the suffering on our lives. And in order to become free from the suffering, we must become free of this constant association with our minds and with our pasts, especially, uh, and become more aware of our being. Okay. Yeah. So this led to uh, the creation of the Silicon Valley Wellness Company? Correct. Yes. So yeah, what's the premise of the company? What does it do for people? So first we started as community events. We um, had gatherings. It started out as a a meetup group and we just attracted the people in our local community uh, to come and learn more about meditation, yoga, alternative healings, Ayurveda. And then it slowly progressed into becoming um, more of a B2B service. So we went into companies and taught them these healing modalities uh, to help reduce stress in the workforce um, because $300 billion a year is lost in productivity uh, due to stress. So that's right. one of the biggest ways to reduce stress is through meditation. So we began to teach the um, employees how to do these practices through yoga and meditation to reduce their stress. Okay. So um What's, what does it look like when a company or an individual works with you? Do you do like an initial evaluation and do they choose either yoga or meditation or both? Or, you know, what do the programs look like? So we do a, do an initial evaluation depending on the space that they have. We usually do yoga and meditation combined uh, because, you know, when you're sitting in your office all day, you need a little movement. You need a little movement and connection to your body to get out of your head. So that's the typical suggestion for an office, but sometimes we have gone into companies that didn't have that space. So we would just, we did a meditation and then a few simple uh, chair yoga poses to, to help you, you know, release that tension in the neck and shoulders and the spine that we all experience when we're seated, we're seated for a long time. Right. So once you go in and do the initial work with somebody, I guess it's giving them a taste of what they could feel like. Yes. And then, uh, and then it becomes an, um, usually it becomes an ongoing uh, weekly session that we have our teachers or me come in and continue to show this practice and whoever okay. is able well, to what's attend. The, what's, the response, uh, what's the response of the people once you do this initial work? Do they say, oh, I want more of that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what are the typical responses you get? Yes, yeah, some people want more. Uh, some, some it, it's a it's a little bit of a challenge to get into some companies and to really have them feel the benefit from one class. 
So sometimes they're like, well, maybe uh, once we have the budget or let me see if we can get this approved uh, could is one of the responses that I hear. But the people who do know the benefits uh, want this on an ongoing basis. So I would say it's a 50-50% just because yoga and meditation is still kind of taboo, although uh, not for long. <laughs> but some, some people consider it like a like a gym or going for a run, like exercise. But really what we're trying to do is get into the mind and reduce the stress. Okay. So, I mean, of the companies that uh, embrace this, I mean, what does it look like? Is it a weekly program or do you do initial training and then the people in the company do it themselves or like what happens? So, yes, it is a weekly program, a weekly live experience within your office. So we do come in and we guide you through an hour long session. Some companies like it during lunch and then other companies have us come in at 11 in the morning, right before lunch so that the employees can, you know, don't skip lunch that they benefit from this and then go to lunch. Uh, so yes, it is an ongoing weekly program. We also, so what kind uh, of participation yeah. do you, do you get? Do you, is it uh... <laughs> You know, if you get X percentage of the people to do it, how do you make sure you keep the participation up? Do you have incentives like through the company or is it just that they want to be healthier and that motivates them to do it? Yes, they want to be healthier and it motivates them to do it. They see the results for themselves and then they bring in their coworkers and tell their coworkers about it. And that's how the class grows in size. But it really depends. Sometimes there's meetings and a lot of work, uh, for example, towards the end of the quarter, especially when employees needed the most. Sometimes there is um, less attendance because of the workload. So there is no incentives uh, that we have currently within the company. It's uh, it's really personal. Okay. I guess it wouldn't work to like threaten someone's job if they don't meditate <laughs> and do yoga and be counterproductive, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's your, uh, like, have you had clients that work in companies, you know, for a long time or is the company pretty new? Like, you know, how long are some of your clients in the program? Uh, so some of our clients are, are two years in the program and right. we have wonderful testimonies from these clients. And um, I can give you an example of the benefits that um, Someone came up to me after class. I'll, I'll share this with you. I think it's it's really inspiring. And he wasn't he wasn't sure if he can come in for class because he he had a lot of work on his plate. But you know he was really agitated after a meeting. Like really um, was butting heads with another coworker. Couldn't really see um, his point of view. So there was a lot of tension that he could feel. So he decided to attend class. And yeah. After the yoga and during the meditation, when when they were instructed to release and let go, he, he finally released and let go and released this tension and, and anger that he was feeling, uh, this frustration that he was feeling towards his coworker. And yeah, he personally thanked me and, and, and said later on when he went back to work, he was able to resolve the conflict and just proceed with his work and proceed with the project without any, you know, halt, without any hesitation. So I believe that that type of experience shows the company that we just saved, you know, a, a really great amount of 
time in productivity here because one one employee who attended this work the the other employee right. didn't didn't need to attend the class because the one employee that attended was able to do the work for both of them so you set up specific metrics when you contract with the company like you know our goal is to reduce number of sick days or you know or does the company just say help our people feel better <laughs> you know, I mean, does uh, the we, company pay for it do individuals pay for it how does it work yes so the company pays for it and we do come in with the research that we've you know we have a brochure that we present to them showing the research and the studies that have been done already for example the um National Institute of Health, uh, Harvard's Mind Body Medical Institute, uh, basically proves that meditation is the most, the single most effective method for countering stress. Uh, so that um, shows them the highlights. But there isn't really a way to uh, track this. Uh, there is companies out there who are trying to say, "Oh, we've reduced stress by thirty percent." Right. I think it's a, it's a very it's, it, it takes time to to basically show you that it works, but when there is... It is, it is hard to quantify it, yeah, but I just wondered, yes. uh, you know, is there any way you can quantify it? You know, maybe through uh, a satisfaction rate of a survey after X number of classes. And, you know, if our goal is like 30% of the people that participate, you know, should report feeling better two points on a scale of one to 10 after doing these, you know, something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's something you can do that. Yeah. We had softer, an initial, sur- yeah. yeah, we had an initial survey, but we never, uh, we haven't had follow-up surveys. That's it. That's a good recommendation. We might have to follow up on that. Well, it might mm-hmm. help you because it might point you out to like, what I've noticed is when people use a product and you ask them about it, they might give you generic answers, but if you probe a little bit, they Correct. might say stuff and say, Hey, you know, I used to get headaches every day and now I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or I don't know, you know, uh, I used to always fight with my wife and stuff like that. And now, you know, now that I come to think about it, we haven't had a fight in a few weeks. And, you know, so I, I guess that's better too. <laughs> you, you probably won't even get that unless you uh, survey the people and ask them. And then you, you'll, I bet you'll get surprising feedback that'll like surprise the people and you. Yes. I, I mean, I have asked for testimonials from the, from the students, the employees who who are regulars, and oh. I I received amazing testimonials. I just wasn't able to quantify it in percentage. Right. And, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you get enough of them, then you'll be able to say, like, on average, eighty-eighty-four mm-hmm. percent know, of people reported feeling more <laughs> relaxed or whatever it is. You know. I think but, it's a hundred. <laughs> an unasked for advice. You know. There you go. Yes. Yeah, I'm good at Thank that. you. Oh yeah. Well, what's your, uh, so what is your end goal? I mean, it's it's hard to develop these metrics and everything, but what's like, what would be the ideal situation, you know, for your company or maybe even for a particular customer? Like, what do you want to hear that makes you feel really good? Or, you know, what do you want the company to do that would be a great outcome for you? The, the satisfaction that I get is when there is one student who's benefiting and just shares that experience with you right after class i think that's the the most satisfying thing uh, our end goal is to continue to spread this uh nationwide so we started in silicon valley and then we uh, expanded our outreach in austin and now we're expanding in los angeles so 
the end goal is to continue to expand it nationwide across the big cities, making a difference right. in in mid-sized companies and eventually taking it global to bigger companies and just making it making it more available to all and allowing everyone to feel the benefits and effects of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Um, are there any, like, what would be a really big win for you, you know, this year or next year? Like, what is there any particular um, goal that you're shooting for that would be, like, amazing to you? Yeah, so, like, so... Let's say the, uh, the United States Congress, you know, lets you come in and do sessions or something and, you know, help those poor bastards out or something. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love to get into uh, the government sector to... <laughs> bring in more consciousness on that level. Although we have a, a candidate running for a presidency who is uh, very conscious and aware. So uh, let's see how okay. that goes. But um, my biggest win, I'm actually in talks with um, a big global company that has offices worldwide. So I can't really mention the name yet, um, but that would be um a really great win for me uh, once they allow us to start a pilot program in one of the offices here. And then eventually we could take it uh, and take it globally and partner with this company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So who would be a good customer for you? Like, uh, is there a minimum size of the company? Like, what would be ideal for you? We've done companies anywhere from 20 to 300 employee companies. So we're looking for that, you know, well-established company that has the budget to invest in their employees and has the budget to see their employees become happier and healthier and want that retention of of employees. And um, a lot of big companies already have some programs in place. So we're kind of shooting for that mid-size, smaller companies that want to focus on retaining their employees and okay. cre- yeah, creating a happy, healthy environment. Yeah, no, that's great. So what's the best way for uh, people to get in touch and to find out about your services and use it in their company? Yeah, so they can go to siliconvalleywellness.com and request a call. And we could schedule a call and take it from there. Okay, well, that's great. Well, Masha, thanks for, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it and uh, good to talk to you. Thank you, Richard. I had a great time. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials, or even starting to appear on shelves, or by prescription, or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, 
or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.